I'm Julie. And it's time to pucker up. Hey, Amy. There's someone else. There's a ghost on the line. There is a ghost on the line. The ghost has a name. His name is Peter Hassett. From Ooh. Right. <laughs> I won't do that again. No, I loved it, though. Yes. So far, it's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> We're like three seconds in. It's my favorite part. <laughs> So yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Things are happening. Nothing good. The NHL. Yeah, nothing exciting. I mean... I'd say it was exciting. It's bad news, right? I mean, it's yeah. almost all bad news. I think there's some good stuff. I don't know. No. I mean, we could throw some spin on some things, and there are things we should not throw spin on as well. Okay. We're going to make fun of Jordan Bennington later, if that makes you feel better. Yeah, they will. That'll be good. Peter is here because... Peter is level-headed and has good insight on things, I think. So I agree with you, and therefore I'm invited. <laughs> <laughs> also because we love Peter, and it's been, uh, it's been almost two years now since Peter was on originally. Right? Over two years. Well, I love you too. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, that's right. We're coming up on our third anniversary, people. We got to figure out what we're going to do about that, but that's for another show. Yeah, that's for that's for May, no April. Yeah. Oh my God, April's next month. Time. Yeah, it is. Time is fake. Oh, we're also coming up on the anniversary of the NHL shutdown. Yesterday, uh, this we're recording this on March tenth, twenty twenty one. Yesterday was the last game the Washington Capitals played, and uh, Julie was there. I was there. Oh, awesome. Sonia and I were on the uh, glass at the key bank. Behind hockey boyfriend. Behind Amy's. He's not dead. He's just a Canuck. Might as well be dead. I mean, uh, let's not talk about speaking of bad news. Canucks are not doing great. No, not great, Bob. I've been watching it uh, in, in situations where they play early games or I cannot sleep. And it's punishment. First of all, I always miss the Holtby games, so I'm only watching the Demco games. And they have some fun players on a team, and then they put out, like, Antoine Roussel, and it's just uh, pretty It's pretty brutal. And I don't know about, like, uh, there's some players with names that throw out the same letter that are not having good sophomore seasons. Yeah, well, is Brock Besser's sophomore season? I don't know, is it? Isn't it his sophomore season? Is it, I, is, is he... I, I think he's been around longer. I think it's his third season. Yeah. I apologize. I, all the years bleed together. Oh, yeah, I guess he was a Calder. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in his fourth season, so. Fourth, fourth non-rookie season. All right, sorry. I, I guess Pedersen's in his... Well, how, how long has Pedersen been? Pedersen's just three years, but time is fake. Okay. Wow. Time is just... Ugh. And also, I'm going gray. <laughs> okay, so. Look, look, nobody on this call gets to bitch to me about going gray. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be 49 in a couple of months, and there are much more gray hair on my head than I would care to admit right now. Get into general news. Uh, not great. Yeah, not great. Mike Babcock has a job that's not, not just talking on TV, <laughs> which, you know, he's not great at, and it's horrible to see him there. But uh, the University of Saskatchewan has hired him as their head coach, so I guess he can make college kids feel like shit instead of professional players. Yeah, which is, I mean, so much worse. Yeah, they've got worse hazing, less leverage in, in college than, than the pros do. Cancel culture's not real, except for, like, R. Kelly, end of list. 
And even then, he gets nationally televised interviews to try to do whatever. Imagine being the person who decides to hire Mike Babcock knowing what he did, and people act like, oh, well, he deserves another chance. Like, no, he fucking doesn't. Like, you know, Pete's right. Cancel culture's not real. I mean, I think on the bright side of things, there's not a very bright side of this, but the good news is, I don't think anybody in the NHL is ever going to hire him. I don't know about that. I think we've learned about is that uh, coaches in the NHL are like Highlanders from the Highlanders. <laughs> there's a finite number of them, and no one's making any new ones. Uh, so we can march up to Mike Babcock and say there can be only one and without a sword. Yeah, and decapitate him in a church. No, not in a church. That's just where they talk smack to each other. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be in a church. Where did you go with with that? No, that happens in the garage and then like abandoned building and the one with the... Blah, 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 blah. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Wait, no, wrong button. Blah, 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 blah. That song was all over the... That's fake there. Feaster song was all over the... It doesn't matter. Anyway, Babcock's bad. Saskatchewan. Yeah, why? We also, during the time between our last uh, podcast and our new podcast, the Cavs hired... Michael Pekka. Is that how you say it? I think so. I would guess so. Pete? I do do words that are written, not spoken. Okay. And suddenly we know why Koozie sucks at face-offs. Are we sure that's why he sucks at face-offs? Because he hasn't had a coach for him ever. I don't like it. Like, they didn't take it seriously in the K. Like, he just wasn't... I don't know. In the Discord, I think a lot of it is the product of well, you can't take face-offs, but you can score goals. Go do that. Which he can't, yeah. can't do that either, so... I mean, we're talking about as a development type sure, of sure, sure. thing. Dude, last night on the pregame, they were wrecking him. They were destroying him. Wrecking Koozie? Yeah, Alan was like, listen, you're getting paid so much money, and you're not doing anything. You need to step up. Do something. Dude, Otherwise, you need to get traded. I missed that whole thing, but I like I feel like I'm just like always like a contrarian, but like I think he's doing okay this season. Better, well, yeah, better than last season, but like Yeah. Uh, he's he, he's heading in a, in a good direction right now. Like I'm not super grumpy. Like if uh David Poyle called McClellan and said, "Hey, let's do one for one Forsberg." You don't even think about it. You say yeah. yes. But uh that's not going to happen uh and I'm not super disappointed with it. I mean, he I'll say that that in my opinion, Kuznetsov was more responsible for that um, was it the Miles Wood goal than than Jacob Verona was for like bailing on that shift early in the the Jersey game. But yeah, who uh, who got benched for it? Yeah, but I I I, uh, I like where Kuznetsov's at right now. I also don't I just aggressively do not care about faceoffs. It's still it's, I mean it's a great story that he's like hilariously bad at them. And, like, as a player, he just doesn't make any sense. And he says things that you're just not supposed to say, like, I'd be a better player if I cared. And then he immediately after saying that got a lot worse. <laughs> um, uh, God, that's a, what a just a irascible child he is. He's, like, I think that's one of the reasons that we here in the D.C. area love Koozie so much is because he's, like, a character. Yeah. How boring would it be to have, like, competent players? Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like, Baxter, well, I, look, there's, I mean, like, I'm Jonathan Taves, right? Like, oh. there's no entertainment value in Jonathan Taves. 
Yeah, I'd rather so. have a team of incompetent goofballs than a Jonathan Taves or a Sidney Crosby. Is this yeah. why? Is this why Jonas Siegenthaler has to be in the box every night? Because <laughs> he's a normal, like tall fellow who's pretty good at his job. Then he's not. There's, I, there's, I've got some theories about Siegenthaler and Faravar that I'd like to discuss with you. In a okay. Bit. Actually, Ian advanced this one, and he has neglected to put it on t- into like written content on the website. So I will share it with you guys tonight, but. Yeah, this is Is it does this end in 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 Dollar getting traded? No, I think it's the opposite. I think they're hiding. And uh, Ian put this one on to me, but I think oh. they're hiding and Dollar deliberately because they're very very uh, expansion draft baitable, or they have no idea what they have in both players, which is uh, a scary. I mean, thought. I think that's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. <laughs> I mean, like you have to know that, like, like. Faravari's only had a handful of appearances yeah. last year. Last but they year. have to know what they at this point they know what Jonas can do. Yeah, and but what he can do is definitely play at the very least third pairing defense, and I think he can play second pairing at least. Yeah. I, anyway, so like they probably know that. Maybe maybe Livy Led doesn't, but the front office does. So yeah. I mean they, obviously they've got like a little bit of a blockade on the defensive depth right now. Yeah, and I like uh, a TBR a whole bunch. They have a bunch of options, and it's like fine to hide him a little bit because you can get more years out of him in the future. We are paying TBR right now to sit around, and he's not going to be back. No, but like if Char needed rest, he could he could step in. I mean, yeah, I get they're kind of rich on, on defensive depth right now. Wait, like, no offense though, of all of the dudes that play defense for the Washington Capitals, Char is the least likely to need rest. Chara, the most in shape guy out there at 45 years of age. Shall he we was, talk he, about the I was not happy with his first few games, and he got so good. Like, he's been, I guess he had a little bit of an off night against the Devils, but, like, he's been really solid. Yo, you know who's been, like, sucking and blowing the last few games? But, yeah, but, like, him and Schultz are, like, like that's a that's a solid pairing. I, I'm really happy when they're on the ice, um, at least defensively. Like, they don't let dudes like, get close at all. I don't I don't have any dislike for Dylan, but I need, like, whatever he's going through, he needs to sort it out. <laughs> yeah. The sloth core has rubbed off upon him, I'm telling you. God, I hate John Carlson. You said it, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, hold my tongue on that topic. Pete's trying not to get in trouble. I mean... Like, who are, all right. on this call have a seething hatred for John <laughs> Carlson. Statistically no. speaking, is Carlson as bad as it looks? I think so, yeah. I, maybe, I, don't, I haven't, so I haven't actually done, like, a deep dive on stats this season. Because it's like, uh, is it because he has, he's on the ice so much and has so much possession that it just seems like, holy shit, what the fuck is this dude doing? Or is it legit? He had there wouldn't be a problem, Julie. Yeah, sure. It's definitely like like the the average quality of an opponent's shot when they're on the ice against Carlson is higher than it would be against. I'm I'm pretty confident any other defenseman on the Caps, and they That's tend to be on Carlson's side of the ice. I think he plays like a high risk, high reward game, and uh, it hasn't aged really well, especially mm-hmm. since uh, early like 2017. Uh, that said, I think there's he's got like a mode of success that can be better supported by the rest of the team. And if there's anybody who's like a clash with the Laviolette style right now, as much as it like it came advertised as like defend, defenders getting involved in the offense, I'm not really seeing that as advertised. And I, I don't think that Carlson's necessarily executing in the way that they want him to. But because he carries the puck all the time, because he's like an important part of like the breakout and he does get involved in the offense, 
I feel like those things make him maybe like seem better, especially to like sort of like your mainstream like drive by folks, like just you know, catching like a handful of Caps games every month. Is that the like to or like everyone else just like, oh, he did it again? Is that like where the, the John Carlson from Norris comes from year after year? Is like the drive by, like we don't watch every Caps game, we just see like once in a while, yeah. So, like. Yes and no, because there's there's a part of and his his offense production is remarkable even when he's got. Right, like, but that here's the hill I die on. The Norris Trophy isn't for that. I mean, yes, it's become for that, but goddamn it, make the trophy what the trophy is, or change what the trophy's for. Make it for no, the I'm, best I'm, offensive defense. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Amy, you're preaching to the choir, dude. Yeah, they're like because there's like there's no MVP award. Well, there is, but it's like the Ted Lindsay Award is like the MVP, and then. Whatever the heart is, is like, you know, what was like player that's most valuable to their team or something like that. Most, most yeah. outstanding. Like, they're all, all of them are like wrapped up in a bunch of hidden context that no one, that makes them sort of like scoundrelly. So I, I don't give a damn about the awards, especially the ones that like, what is it, like the best is given by like GMs, right? That's usually like, the least reliable one there is. I think like they gave it to Holby like a year after Holby had the, his best season. Like, I don't, I don't really trust the words at all. It's fun to cover, I guess, when, like, Jay Moore can't pronounce anyone's names right, but other than that, I don't give a damn. <laughs> so, the next one, the Flames fired their head coach, which was interesting, and I realized that this probably had to do with getting their ducks in a row, but they fired him right after the Flames won, like, 6-1, to one, and then they hired Daryl Sutter. I don't like Daryl Sutter at all. Oh, Sutter? Oh, my bad. It's Sutter. There's two keys. Listen, hockey games are fake. And that's true. <laughs> that's not even a hard one, though. But he's not Finnish or anything like that. He's, I don't know where Daryl Sutter, well, I do know he's from Canada, I'm sure. But I've never been a big fan of the gentleman. Uh, I guess he did some good stuff in California for a few years. But... And then everybody hated him. Yeah, and he's one of those, like, hard-ass Babcockian boys. I don't know if Babcockian's the word I want to use today. But he's definitely, like, one of those, like, hard-ass, like, big-body things. And that could work for... Some Kachucks, I suppose. I don't know. I don't. I don't care much about. Do you think anything's gonna work for Matthew Kachuk? Do you think he's just gonna be out there being a little chaos demon, scooting around? The only thing I like about the Calgary Flames are their reverse red coat jerseys. Yo. Yeah, they do look damn good. You're absolutely right about that. I saw one of the players wearing like a sweatshirt of it today, and I was like, "That's what I could get." Like, what if I got like a T-shirt with that logo on it? There you go. That logo is so good. I don't know, but I, there hasn't been there. There have been two Flames players that I've like, Ginla and Dougie Hamilton. End of list. Like that's about it. Like I don't give a damn about that team you at all. They're told Julie that you like Dougie Hamilton. I do. I do. I don't give a damn. Bring it on. When he was a flame, or like currently, <laughs> not so much today. All right. Um, See, really we got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, my my Kane's flirtation was a uh, like two ships passing in the night. We it was we fun. Each other. It was fun, and then it stopped being fun. It was yeah. fun when Weems first went there, and then it was not. Fun. Well, it was fun when it's, it was like the bunch of jerks thing was like first happening, and then they leaned into it too hard. They went too much into it. Williams was great. Like Justin Williams can do no wrong. I think like Andre Shvechnikov is a really cool player. But yeah, I can take or leave pretty much everything else in the organization, especially their owner. Also, yo, they're dirty. Yeah. I don't have time for that in my life. Their owner is, I mean, and this is saying something, 
their owner is Don Don. Don Don. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Don Don. <laughs> so above and beyond what Carmanos was. I don't know who's Carmanos. Is that the previous owner? He, he owned the whalers and moved them down there. Yeah, oh, I think. I don't know if there was anyone between him and Don Don, but it might have been his son that was the in between there. But they're both. I mean, Carmanos was just horrid. Mm. How much do I wish right now that Pete had like a soundboard and could play like the the Law Order children. I have uh, crickets. <laughs> Not quite. And I, and I have. I wouldn't use it, but I have the Russian Machine podcast theme that goes like. <laughs> but I won't use that one either. <laughs> you should have played that when we introduced you. The Law Order, the Law and Order, done done with the Canes is cheaters never win. I hate that. Yeah, it's not good. It's also like like a team that was bought off of raiding the subprime mortgage crisis. Like it's not. It's a really, I don't know, very 2020 like capitalist vibe on that, that that hockey team these days. That's so sexy. One more kind of, like, this came up right before we uh, went live. New breaking news in the Vander Kane bankruptcy saga. If you may remember, we talked extensively about, like, how the hell do you get that far in debt when you make as much money as he does? Gambling! Yeah. Um, so... There is now discussion with the bankruptcy court that the Sharks might terminate his contract. He signed this contract in 2018. It's seven years, $49 million, and has $29 million left. Um, the bankruptcy was filed in January. He shows debts $26.8 million and assets of only $10.2 million. Apparently... Terminating his contract is a way that he could prevent his creditors from collecting against his contract. However, then that means he doesn't have a job. Yeah. I don't have anything nice to say about him. I don't either. But, like, but, I mean, from a purely hockey standpoint, does it make sense for the Sharks to terminate it when he's, like, a 30-goal scorer? Uh, yeah, because they're, they're completely in the wasteland. Uh, they mismanaged their team so badly over the last three and a half years that uh, nothing they do matters. They need to burn it all down and, and salt the earth and start over again. So yeah, it, it, unloading that contract for sure. If it allows them to draft deep or just or do whatever they can serve, absolutely, yeah. Like good stuff in free agency, that'll give them some cap room. Yeah. I mean, they should be, like, they could absolutely, like, clear that cap room and take on some noxious contracts in exchange for, like, returns two, three years from now. Absolutely. And I kind of wonder... Their failure to get a goalie like the last like two, I guess, three seasons just was completely... like was, was a criminal waste of a ton of talent on that team. I kind of wonder if, if you terminate under these circumstances, if they have to like pay the, the remaining like cap hit, like the recapture penalty. So my guess is that they will uh, lawyer it out. Okay. There may so you're absolutely right. Like the cap recapture is like the risk, but there may be like morality clauses or something like that. Like, that's kind of, I mean, like that's kind of because otherwise, why bother terminating? I mean, yeah, terminate it because you get him off the books. He's 29 years old. He's a liability to your team with the number of penalties he takes and the way he acts. But 
even if you do terminate, you still have the recapture penalty. So, would the assumption then be, are they going to try and find a way around the recapture? It, it just, just like a mutual termination change the, the deal around the capture recap, uh, the cap recap? I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, they, they need lawyers. They need like, that fisherman guy that the caps have. Like He's like... A, oh, he's amazing. Geez. He's amazing. Um, yeah. He did a presentation at Hockey and Heels last year, and he's amazing to listen to. Yeah, he's the big brain over there. Or, well, he's one of the big brains over there. He's the big lawyerly brain. And to do a complete 180, I put this on here because I know Amy's got a story uh, that Walter Gretzky passed away over the weekend. Yes, it made me sad. I don't know, if Peter, you caught this in our chats in the Discord or whatever, but I am one of those people who have actually met Walter Gretzky. Oh, I didn't know that. Was back in, oh, i got to figure out what year it was, probably 2007, when I and a lot of other fans of Kevin Smith and members of his message board went up to Brantford, Ontario, Canada, participate in a ball hockey tournament that Walter Gretzky hosts every year, or did, for charity. And it's people from all over the United States and Canada. Anybody who wants to participate can pay a fee as a team to participate in this tournament. And that's how the money gets raised. And of course, they sell all sorts of merchandise and stuff while you're there. But Kevin had heard about this, and he decided that for the first, however many teams it was, I think 10 teams that came to him, he would finance their entry fees so that a bunch of his fans could have teams at this tournament and could help raise money. So we put together an all-girl team. Um, we were the only one that year um, that went with the Kevin Smith contingent. But I think there were I think there were ten or twelve teams that year. And the teams have only grown, and they've gone back year after year. I only went the first year. I actually made a road trip out of it and drove up to Canada, and at the time, didn't need a passport. Uh, I don't know, I did need a passport. But they checked me at the, at the border and wondered why I was bringing all this hockey equipment with me. And when, how was I going to play hockey? It was June. And where was I going to play hockey? And I got asked all these questions at the border and um, got there, got to play some hockey with Kevin. Kevin had a team of his own. He played goalie and did pretty well. And um, our team did not do very well in the tournament, but some of Kevin's teams did make it to the final. And it's a three-day event. And Walter just makes himself available. He comes and watches the games and, you know, He's just, he mills around and thanks people for being there. And it's just a wonderful, I said, I think the way I described it in the Discord was he's a charmingly cantankerous old man. And my favorite memory of him, aside from just meeting him and, and, and chatting with him, everybody wants to get their picture taken with Walter. And this was, you know, camera phones were relatively new, so people actually had cameras. But the people who did have camera phones, he was insistent that if you were taking a picture of two people who were standing upright, you had to hold your phone vertically because the people were vertical. You would not let people take a horizontal photograph of two people standing next to each other. 
It was his pet peeve. I thought it was kind of crazy, but that, no, that's cute. It is. <laughs> so you were you, you were a view askew person, like you were on like that board or something back in I the day. I was. I was on the view askew message boards way back in the day. Actually, back like when it was like an old white board with black text and nothing else, and then oh, it yeah. upgraded over the years. But yeah, that's I'm I'm bad at it. You sure are. <laughs> But yeah, it was fun. We had a great weekend, and and I have my picture with Walter. But I was I was very sad to hear his passing. And when I told Pam, my mother, that he had passed away, she was like, "Wait, Gretzky died." I'm like, "No." Listen, that's what happened what? in the Slack, though, or not the Slack, the Discord. Everybody was like, "What? Wait!" <laughs> and I was like, "Guys, what if any of you could read?" R.I.P. to a real one, though. Yeah, that's, that's uh, is that one for for Sweet Wayne and his fam. Yeah. And now, oh, it's the time. What you been waiting for, or that mm. no one has been waiting for. Right? Okay. All right, kids, it's time. How big fuck is the message, Gary? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Can we start with the funny one though? There's a funny yes. one. Yes. <laughs> Pete probably doesn't think it's as funny as we do, but I think shot the spearing one. Is that what you're gonna? Yes. Okay. Shots of nuts are always <laughs> funny. Does spearing often, like, I guess I've seen, like, fines for spearing. I don't think I've ever seen a suspension. I've never seen a I Listen, I thought I'd never, like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone suspended for spearing, but I was told in the Discord that there have been suspensions for spearing. But it I mean, is, it years ago, but it yeah. is usually a fine. It's also, I mean, listen, don't, don't do it, friends, listeners, don't spear anyone. But he did it against uh, Frederick, right? Yeah, listen. He had it coming. He had it coming. Trent Frederick oh. was being an obnoxious little shit to Obi all fucking night. And Obi had had enough and just went, fuck. And, and, and Obi could have just peeled off the $5,000 fine and like singles and been like, worth it. Like, it doesn't matter to him. Yeah, I don't think Obi gave a fuck. Obi was done. And like, here's the thing. And all, and oh, I, I saw a lot of people make this comment, like, Trent Frederick's like a fucking baby trying to make his name in the mm. NHL. And I saw a lot of people make the comment that I was like, well, what happened the last time someone decided to be a pest to Ovi and challenge him to a fight? What, what did happen? I don't remember. Andre Svechnikov got knocked the fuck out. Poor little Svech. I was just talking about how much I like him. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. Yes, that's true. I was thinking about like like old school Marchand or something like that. But yes, you're absolutely right. So we did get a question specifically about this, so I put it here and not in our listener question section. Speculation on why people are mad Ovi was only fined and not suspended for checking his little fr- if his little friend was wearing his nutty buddy. I didn't see anybody uh, mad. I'm sure they were. Oh, I, I just, totally did. It wasn't in my 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 field of vision, which I, I'm very precious about protecting these days. I have two words because Boston. <laughs> it's, yeah, I swear to God, Boston is. I'll, I'll say it like this, like. I will never know what it's like to be in the position you're in, like participating in like internet discourse about sports on the internet as a woman. But I have written about Boston, uh, <laughs> so that I've seen a little piece of the action that that is I, not representative of the whole. And man, it sucks. They're I'm they're they're ready to hate Boston with a great ire because again, I was a Whalers fan, mm. and 
Boston was in our division, and I've been raised to hate Boston. Ask Julie when she was rooting for JoJo when he was. Guys, yeah, I was gonna say, guys, remember the like four months that I was a Bruins fan. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the Bruins were in the final, and I'm like, I want to root for them very badly, but my brain says, no Bruins! Listen. Yeah, there's a handful of players. Like, I mean, I like Tuca, but uh, I the, the, the fans are... The, the, I'll say the vocal internet fans Do are you, uh, not like... The only time I've been called a slur at a game was at a, at a game against Boston. There you have it. And Amy did not hear the guy say it, but I heard it, and I was like, I was about to come unglued. <laughs> Do you love to be called an F-slur out in public? Oh, dear, I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, well, and I'm kind of dismayed, and this is a little off on a tangent, but it's Boston-related. I like that they're going to delay the raising of uh, Willie O'Ree's number until next season when fans will likely be there, but Next season, fans will likely be there. <laughs> Is Willie O'Ree vaccinated? Can we get this old man vaccinated, please? He's well, had to I, have his chest. I'm, I'm Googling his age. He's... He's uh, my, my man, Willie O'Ree, is 85. He's gotten his jabs. Yeah, he better have. He's also, like, last time I saw him, he was sharp. He was still... I want to be that sharp when I'm 85. Oh my god, he's so amazing. He's little, though. He's littler than I thought he was. Well, he, he, I don't want to get too much into it, but like back in the day, he had the hockey players build. So he kept his weight in particular areas. I mean, you shrink when you get old, too, so. That's true, but he is tinier than, than me, and I think he might have been like your height. Oh my god, but like, I have a picture with him, I could look. You you feel like you meet Willie O'Ree and you know you're in the presence of like greatness. He has an aura. Oh my god, we're supposed to be talking about terrible hit not Willie O'Ree. I'd rather talk about right, I'd rather talk about Willie O'Ree. I'll just say, listeners, there's like eight bullets. Like sub bullets <laughs> under this, so get ready, here we go. There's a list. There's a list. Yeah, a lot of shenanigans have happened. So this Brett Pesci slew foot on uh Robbie Fabry. Uh, you don't see him that nasty, but like that was that- a genuine ass slew foot, as far as I could tell. God, wait a bit. And it was shady as fuck. Not only because it was a genuine ass slew foot, but it was on his way off the ice. Mm-hmm. He was and just like swoop, swoop a leg, bro. Got fined. <laughs> got got fined five thousand dollars. Just as much as a spear and a ding ding. Yeah, I mean, like the thing about like the, I mean, like technically that's like a max fine. So like. I don't know. The, the finding like numbers are always a little jacked up. Like that's the, I don't. Know, I guess that's like the players' association saying like yeah, we got to max out our fines. Allowable under the CBA. Love them. And I love how like the the player safety guys are like, uh, we would do more if we could. That's basically what they're saying there, right? So suspend him a game if you would do more if you could. You get shit. I yeah. hate them so much. All right. It's only gonna get worse from here. Here we go. Do you want to save it for last, or do you want to talk? No, we have to start here because all the other ones came after it, and they're examples of how fucked up the Department of Player Safety is. All right, all right. Over the weekend, Tom Wilson did a crime. Well, no, he did it on Friday. He was he was sentenced. Weekend. Friday is the weekend. After it it was after Craig David. No wait, uh, Daniel Craig did the ladies and gentlemen the weekend. 
sweet. And that's the weekend. All right, if you say so. It's Friday night. That's the weekend. Anyway, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson made bad choices. I mean, did he? What I prefer. I don't know. Yeah. You can't say that any of that was his fault, per se. All right. Complicated. All right. I don't know. I guess, like, the thing that, like, most... And I, I know that, like, Julie and I, at least, agree on this, I bet you do too, Amy. It's like, that hit, the, the particulars of, like, how it got executed and the finish of it are, are one thing, especially, like, Jacob Brown doing the cross-check to that afterwards. Yeah, but the, the actual choice to hit somebody there is not even rare. Yeah. No. Like, right. that that hit happened... I'm sure that hit happened somewhere else in that same game. Like, a dude that is square to you, like, with his, yeah. his shoulder out to you, uh, along the boards with possession of the puck, that's a player you hit. At least yeah. in the NHL. And it's not... You, even if they're against the boards. That, that you happens. can hit a dude that has the puck. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be, like, blaming Carlo. Because he's, like, seriously hurt. But, like... Yeah. He did, he did not do a lot to help himself out there. It is... Listen, alright. So. I don't want to even... I'm not even going to bother describing the hit. Because if you haven't seen it, like... Do you watch hockey? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, like, why are you... You listen to us and you haven't seen that hit. So... Can I... Tom have avoided the hit. Yeah, Tom could have chosen not to make the hit. However, most players are going to take that hit. And the coach would be like, why didn't you hit him there? Yeah. Like, you, you could suffer, not not Tom, he's the top liner, but like a marginal player that had that opportunity, if like a Garner and Hathaway didn't do that hit, they would be like, what was that shift? Like, why did you not? Yeah, why didn't you hit? to finish their checks. If Garnet Hathaway makes that hit, we don't have this conversation. But, it, but if well, Garnet Hathaway does it... Also not six four and two yeah. something. Garnet Hathaway yeah. is like half Tom Wilson size. If even Wilson like kind of coasting in on that hit, I'm sure that he hit about as hard as any other player could do yeah. in that situation. Like he still wrecked him, I and mean, that wasn't even Tom Wilson at full strength in my opinion. No, Tom. Like, I, I, that's the thing, though. Tom, well, that's interesting because I was listening to another podcast this evening, and I want to posit to you what somebody on that podcast posited, which is. There are players that hit to play and players that hit to hurt. And Tom Wilson is the latter. I don't think. Mm. I don't think Which Tom made me cackle. I think there were like examples where you'd be like, Tom Wilson, that was a stupid ass hit. I mean, he he ended uh, Lubomir Viznovsky's career with a hit that like. Yeah, uh, but how long ago was that? That, yeah, that was a very long. And I also say that, like, that hit itself, I don't think was dirty. It was just so effing strong. You know what I mean? Like, there are these cases where, like, if another player did that same hit, that's even if they weren't the same height, I, I think that he's just really good at it. And it, to the point that everyone's like, all right, we need, we need, right, like, an evolutionary stress point where we need to actually adjust the way that this game's enforced, or else big dudes are going to murder other dudes. That's not Tom's fault. It's it's not. I mean, I I still think he should change his game. Well, yeah, he could choose not to make hits in that play. Like even even if we had like Tom Wilson say like Tom play the way that you know Peter and Julie and Amy want you to play, and he goes, all right, let's do it. Um, he would still do that hit. Like I I I I'm I'm really torn on it, right? Any player that that play happens a dozen times in every hockey game. It's just going into the corner to fight for the puck. Definitely ended. I don't know. It, it was, it's awful, right? Like, we want to, if you're like a, in any way, like a steward of the sport, you don't want 
um, like players to be put in that position. So what do you like? How do you get around well, that? I'll tell you the answer is not to suspend Tom Wilson no. for seven games. That doesn't do it. Well, and even and if you do suspend Tom Wilson for seven games, you need to apply the rules that you're applying to Tom Wilson to everyone else equally. And it seems like the way they justified it was that this was given to Tom because Tom's special. The basis and if, if someone else did this hit, like maybe maybe be fewer games. I don't even think that. I think it would not have been... It wouldn't have been a... Because their justification said, we looked at this as boarding because it didn't meet the... It didn't meet the requirements for check to the head, but it might have met the requirements for boarding. So we looked at it as boarding. We found that it was not boarding, but looking at the circumstances, we decided to suspend for seven games. Yeah, that seems like it's a really strict makes it sound like they're saying, well, it was Tom Wilson and he's been suspended a lot and people are really mad online and Brandon Carlo went to the hospital, so we're going to suspend him for seven games, which is not how you run the, like, you can't run the Department of Player Safety like that. Uh, but you can. <sighs> I mean, I'll, you know no, they are. You shouldn't. Power. They can do whatever they want. You shouldn't, but they are. And I, I compare this to, like, okay, so Tom glides in. Tom doesn't leave his feet. He doesn't inti- he doesn't pick the head. It's I compared this to um, the 2017 playoff series against the Penguins where Matt Niskanen checked Sidney Crosby in the face, and that's a hit that doesn't happen if it isn't for a confluence of things. Matt Niskanen going for the cross-check, yes, which shouldn't have been happening. But Crosby falling because he was tangled with Ovi causes that to hit him in the face. And that's not anyone's fault, really. It's just the circumstances of the thing that happened. And that's what's happening. That's what happens in this hit with Tom Wilson is Carlo lowers his head and brings his hand up if he doesn't do one of those things, it's not as bad. Maybe he doesn't go to the hospital if one of those things doesn't happen. But we all there is is speculation. And you can't do anything with speculation. Just like you can't say, oh, well, Tom Wilson's intent was X. Because you don't know. Because you're not Tom Wilson. Yeah. Even the interview, like, it seems like whatever argument Tom made, they're like, yep, that's a good point. He was definitely eligible to be hit. He, you, we agree with that. Hey, we're going to suspend you anyway. Yeah. Because you're you. Like, oh boy. And then what what happened was they wanted to suspend Tom Wilson for that thing. They were going to figure out a way to do that. And they knew they wanted to do more than five games. But I say, like, Amy, you're right. But I would I would say, like, they didn't figure out a way. They skipped over, like, everything between we want to suspend him and they went right to we're suspending you. And the justification for it is was never really articulated. Yeah, there's way. no like, real case, you know what I mean? It was, you know, to the to the point you made in your article, it was it was the old I know it when I see it, which is bullshit. Yeah, it it was very like the the excuse. And maybe this is because I've been in the Discord watching a lot of like law nerd shit. Um like the excuse and it it was an excuse that the Department of Player Safety gave. Is like like that would not hold up if someone wanted to like really like criticize it but Tom has no reason to bother trying to 
appeal it because it would take longer to appeal it than the length of suspension. It's interesting. Like, like he had like the money. That but, he could. And I have a theory on that too. I mean, I do agree with you that it would take longer to appeal it than it would the length of the suspension. He would but only get money back. The NHLPA probably said to him something along the lines of, "You shouldn't bother to appeal this. They wanted to suspend you. They did." I think the like the only it wouldn't help him on the ice. Um, it would help him make make back you know three hundred thousand dollars maybe or, or a portion thereof. Um, like you know, for the fine part of it. Um. And then I think the only other thing is like, well, yeah, if you do this, it's basically saying like, F you, uh, Department of Player Safety, come at me. And they, they want him to be like contrite and, you know, repentant, uh, even if, you know, Ovi did not exactly help with that front when he gave the interview. So like, they, they're like, yeah, Tom, just, just take this hit, uh, and, you know, keep your nose clean for a little bit and we'll see if we can, you know, get you out of the next one. That's, I, I think that's how the conversation went. But the problem is, if you're going to throw the book at someone for this hit, why are you letting Brad Marchand get away with cross-checking the back of someone's head? Well, it's not like it was just, you know, 48 hours later. And it wasn't even... Oh, my God. Was it the next day? Was it the very next day? I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, that was a bad one. That was pretty dirty. Like, the, the, what happened immediately after, I mean, like, these, these next little few items here, Yeah. all just sort of, like, stink to high heaven of, like... Yeah, it's the, it's the Tom Wilson is special uh, justification. It's the, the the boys will be boys defense for everybody except for Tom. Like, I don't, I like, I hate to be like this, but what the fuck, man? And then the, like, the Connor Murphy match penalty um, for the hit, the check to the head on um, Chernak. Yeah, that's shoulder right into the face. And people are like... Hard to target someone's head if you're backing into him. He's looking at his face all the way. He shot up too. Yeah, he like, left. He his had feet. like that that upward motion that like got Ovi suspended in like 2010. I think it was 2010. Uh, maybe it was 2011. Uh, like that's what uh, uh, Murphy had on that the Cernak hit. So yeah, he is coming in. He turns so that his shoulder, like the back of his shoulder, is toward Cernak, and then pushes up and slams his his shoulder into Cernak's face. He did get a match penalty. He did not get suspended. And I feel like that's a suspendable hit. There's yeah, it, like, it, obviously, like, our, I mean, this is, I'm not saying we're, like, wrong, but, like, obviously, like, our barometer is is off from what yeah. the, the people in power is. And I would, like, I think we're right. Well, because now. Our position's, like, healthier and more uh, consistent. We're at the point where it's like, okay, we're judging everything by what you're doing to Tom Wilson. And we're like, if this is bad, then this is also bad. Like, you can't give if, seven if games. If the reason you're suspending him is to make that the standard for conduct, right? Then make that the standard for conduct. If what he did was so egregious, then let's actually make this a sliding scale and not a based on reputation call. Yeah, I had to like, um, like when I was writing my like argument that, that I think they should punish all headshots no matter what, I had to like not talk about the Wilson hit, uh, much. Like, I, like it, under that logic, A, I think Wilson still would have made that hit, and B, I think he probably should have gotten suspended, you know, maybe like a game or two or something like that for it, because it was a hit, whether he intended it or not, it hit the head and resulted in an injury. Right. Maybe the injury part of it is like, uh, like a factor that does or does not get included, but like. Like the injury um, part is clearly what causes it to be seven games. 
Like, clearly that's... It's a hard break for Carlo. He's miserable. And you could tell immediately what was going on with that, that poor guy. But, like, that, I don't think that that was something that even, like, the most, like, careful player could could calculate. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if they could see the situation and be like, ah, yes, I think this is going to result in a, a head hit. I'm going to be careful. Listen, I don't think so. sometimes shit happens, man. You're on knife shoes on ice. They are nice shoes. They are nice shoes. Unfortunate, uh, and I don't I don't see it getting better anytime soon unless, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't see it getting better anytime soon. End of sentence. Someone's going to die. Um, I guess people already have died, uh, yeah. but more people are going to have to die before anything changes. Yeah, because if they won't, they act like they want to get these, like, checks to the head out, but they won't make checks to the head like a game misconduct. There's a huge risk to doing that, though. Like, if they were to say, hey, we were trying to purge this from the game, they're going to say, oh, this, that's like a mitigating action you're doing to reduce injuries to the head. And you say, yes. And you have to go, well, why are you doing that? And they say, well, we don't want people to get concussions because they lead to CTE. And you're like, aha! Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I, your class action lawsuit's back. It would get, it, yeah, Gary would have to admit that hockey causes CTE for that to happen. So we have a second blue foot. I don't think I saw the... Um, which one is this? Uh, the Yamamoto one. No, I don't think I saw this one. Well, people are saying it's not a slew foot, but he definitely kicks Rasmus Anderson's foot out from under him and, like, pulls him down by the back of his jersey to um, to knock him to the ice. And he... Thankfully, Anderson doesn't hit his head. It kind of lands on the goalie's foot, which I don't know if that's better or worse, honestly. But he gets fined less than $4,000 for that. Like, that's dangerous! Yeah. As someone who has... It's really messed people up. Really, I can't remember the last time I saw one, never mind two, slew foots in a season. There's been about four this year. There's, like, there's always, like, really close ones where, like, somebody, like, has the higher motion, but not, like, the trip behind it. Or, like, one way or the other, like, there's always, like, uh, like a... You know, eighty percent of a slew foot. There's a bunch of those. I think Crosby does a bunch of slew foots, to be honest. But he never gets busted for them because he doesn't. They're, they're never like overt. And I, I, I don't think I've, I. Well, I'll look at the the yeah. Yamamoto one. Listen, right. even if they were overt, he's still sleeping Crosby, and he would never get suspended for it. That's 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 the thing. Okay, so secretly, and we all know this. There are there's a class of like finesse player uh-huh. that actually is the dirtiest. They're the dirtiest breed of a player in the league, and I'll just I'll just say the name that everyone is not thinking of, and it's Nikki Backstrom. Nikki um, Backstrom is the is, is even killed, and then every 115 games, he'll do a cross check into somebody's teeth. Dude, every once in a while, me and Lars pops out and starts swinging. But people forget about me, and Lars. Because they think he's in in Gryffindor or Hufflepuff or whatever, but actually he's a Slytherin. He Wait, is. No, never mind. No. <laughs> no one, cares. no one cares about my stupid sorting hat thing. But there were. We got to see, right. no, right we got to now. see a man do a flip. Yeah, oh, yeah that was awesome. Except for the part where Scott Lawton landed on his head. How did that? Oh, he did. Was he hurt? He wasn't. He did. He did uh, stay in the game. As far as I know, he wasn't hurt. But Curtis Lazar, like off the face off, just grabs. Scott Lawton by the thigh and makes the man do a flip? So great. I don't understand, like, human physics, how that worked. Like, without, like, Lawton being, like, in on the joke. 
You know, yeah, like, like, like you can do that in pro wrestling, but I don't know how that works in hockey. Like, how did he build up the momentum? How did it all pivot around a single point for him to get, like, body slammed at center ice? Right I don't himself? know. And Lawton laid there for a minute, too. So Lawton was, like, not clearly not okay. Dude, that fucking Sabres game, there were two hits that came out of that Sabres flyers. So, yeah, Lawton was hurt. I think he stayed in the game, but Lawton was hurt. I, mean, oh, that, I feel bad. It was funny, then. I don't know if it was a call or not, actually. Um, I know there was... No, no call. It was no, no call. call. Yeah, because the tweet that sent it out was like, hey, ref? And now, this one was bad. And there was no call on it. It's a hit that everyone thinks Tom Wilson made. And um, Jimmy Hayes... Jimmy Hayes? No. Kevin Hayes. Yes. Is there a Jimmy Hayes in this league? No. I don't know, but on the Flyers, there's a Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes... Jeff Skinner's got the puck on the board. Let me start here. And I had to ask in the Discord, like, is this upsetting because it's Jeff Skinner? Or is this, like, legit bad? And then I saw, like, the other angle of the hit. And Skinner has the puck. Skinner's on the board. Hayes is right behind him, sees the, sees the numbers, slams him into the boards. Yeah, there's, there's like, a five or six differentiators between this and the other one. The one is, like, the level of possession that Skinner had was way less than what Carlo had. Because there was like a, it was like a scramble for like a loose puck rather than like established possession. Second one is it was numbers all the way. Yes. Like uh, um like uh, Hayes went right into uh, Skinner's numbers. And Skinner wasn't on the boards. No, he was looking at the boards, right? Like he was um his back was 100 percent to Hayes. So yeah. He was completely unsuspecting. I don't think he was eligible to be hit. He wasn't. Um, no way. Uh, I can see how other people might disagree, but yeah, they, they, that was that was a that was a dirty hit, and uh, Skinner deserves so much better on like fifteen different degrees. We'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Skinner because I've got a lot to say about Jeff Skinner, honestly. And then one that did get suspended was the Dante Fabro elbow on Brock McGinn, which. I don't know. It was very Malkin-esque, if you ask me. That was Marshawn-esque. Well, that too. Like a uh, like an elbow to the brain brain zone. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is the one I was talking. No, this is the one I was talking about. Was the hit that um, people think Tom Wilson made? Um, yeah. Not the Jeff Skinner one. So McGinn is playing the puck along the boards. I think the only difference in really the biggest difference, like Verona, obviously wasn't, like, there's not a third player there, but um, Fabro comes in, and McGinn is playing the puck along the boards, and Fabro comes in, he's gliding, but he brings his elbow up and puts his elbow directly into the side of McGinn's head. Now, the reason this is different from what Tom Wilson did is it's Tom's, Tom's shoulder hits against like the side of like it's not elbow into the side of the head or shoulder into the side of the head it's against Carlo's body this is an elbow to the head and this is what people think Tom Wilson was doing this is not the same and McGinn only gets two games even though this is like measurably worse than what Tom Wilson did um does McGinn have any history I don't I can't think of any I don't know I doubt it. I mean, he definitely doesn't have like the level of notoriety that Wilson does for this kind of stuff. But no, um, that still- that hit and the Hayes hit were, in, in my mind, like definitely worse in like how they were executed 
than the Wilson hit, even if the Wilson hit went, like resulted in a worse injury. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Dante Fabro who did the hit in the Oh, no, yes, excuse me. I, I looked up McGinn too, and I was like, hang on. Fabro doesn't have history then. So, let me play a little bit of a devil's advocate here. No. A New Jersey devil's advocate, or. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, you mentioned the result. And I think one of the. Pro- I don't know if I'm playing devil's advocate or just trying to make some kind of point. I think part of the problem is that you can't. If you're the Department of Player Safety, you can't base a punishment on intent. Because if you ask any player, well, did you intend to hurt him? He's going to say, absolutely not. I didn't mean to hurt him at all. It was an accident. So what are you left with but the result? And if the result is the player skates away and jumps on to the next shift, then what? Mm. If the result is the player ends up in the hospital, then what? I think that's one of the things that's always bothered me about the way people react to Tom Wilson hits is that they they seem to think Tom is hurting people intentionally. And, like, I realize that people are, like, not in the area and they don't quote-unquote know Tom Wilson. But, I mean, that's the answer, right? If you ask any player, did you mean to hurt him like that, they're gonna say no, whether they did or not. You're right. So, you know, what's the point in making the argument that he wants to go out there and hurt people. That's really just your opinion, man. And I gotta, like, I realize it's just my opinion, and I definitely don't think Tom Wilson goes out there and intends to hurt people. No, I don't think I, th- I think he's like a big, stupid dog that doesn't know how big he is. I think that's a ton of it. But, again, like, if we're, pl- if we're applying this across the board, like, there's gotta be... A better way, a different rule, a something that mitigates, you know, the difference between intent and result. I'll tell you what, oh, uh, I can put this, I can put this in, in, in very simple terms. Yesterday, Bark Jamin ripped my hand open with her baby teeth. Just fucking knifed me. I bled. Is that her fault? Yeah. Does she intend to do it? No. That's the- she didn't intend for, like, you to get hurt, no. But she chose to bite you. She didn't even choose to bite me. She's trying to take a toy from me. Oh, okay. He's just like a puck. Big stupid dog. Yeah, I, that's why I say like you have to do it based off of like there, we. Sh- it should be so much more cut and dry. It should be all oh, dude that you hit that guy's head. It's a it's a penalty. I mean, they everyone's okay with that having that level of like, dude, you hit some dude's face with your stick. That's a high stick. Yeah. No matter if you if you graze them or or knocked out their teeth, like everyone's okay with that. And then. They're saying, oh, dude, he got hurt. Like, we need to make that more, like, more severe. Yeah. So if you say it's an automatic, like, I don't know, game, like, match penalty, uh, if you if you do a hit to the head, you'll slowly change, actually, pretty rapidly change the player's behaviors. And uh, you could say, hey, and there's additional punishment if it was, you know, egregious. And part of the things that you can factor into the egregiousness is, at that point, injury. But you probably can't factor in, like, you can say, like, oh, it, it, like, you could make allowances to not go any further if there was, you know, uh, mitigating circumstances, uh, you know, it was like the secondary point of contact or that somebody had their head down. Right. But, you know, I would still think, like, in that case, like, if you were doing, like, a mandatory, like, match in a game to Tom Wilson, I would probably still add a game to it because of how nasty the hit was because that's the only way that you're going to, like, protect players or, like, permanently and prospectively, you know, into the future. That's my guess. And, 
And we, we know as hockey fans, it would change the way people play so quickly because we saw how quickly guys changed their play when they started enforcing face-off violations. Like, actually fucking meaningless. I don't know, man. It's just, like, there's no rhyme or reason to how the Department of Player Safety operates, but I hate to be, like, the person that says, you know, I think he's fined for, he's being punished for being Tom Wilson, but they're not making a case for it not looking like he's being punished for being Tom Wilson. Well, and frankly, I don't think, I think if you ask them, they tell you, yes, he's being punished because he's Tom Wilson. I mean, they might not use those words, but they'll say things like, he has a history and he's done this before and we've, you know, we've doled out however many games worth of suspensions to him for similar, you know, similar acts over the past however many games. I mean, okay, but you're also not applying discipline evenly across other players oh, agreed. to agreed. even give them the history that Tom Wilson has. Brad Marchand, you have Giddy Malkin. Yeah. You have Giddy Malkin who swings his stick like a axe at people's necks. Fucking psycho. Let's talk about uh let's talk about something else. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done here. Peter, you done here? I'm done here. You wanna talk about Jeff Skinner? Jeff Skinner is the one of the most unlucky players in this entire league. It's true. It's true. It's bananas. He's got he's putting He's a, he's a lot of offense, and uh, I mean, I haven't checked on the glass like two or three days, but I don't think he's got a single goal still. He scored a goal. He scored one he's single goal. Good for him. But like for a long time, he he was the he had the most expected goals, you know, most like shot attempts, dangerous shot attempts, without a goal in the entire NHL, and he was you know number one by a mile. Really, I, I, I like if if you were to know everything about his season except for goals and points, I would be like, oh, Jeff Skinner's having a good one in Buffalo. And then, <laughs> then you yeah, look like, at his goals and points, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, but, like, that's, oh, that's unlucky. That's everyone in Buffalo. It is. They have no offense. They just can't hit the back of the net. And then I, I think they're making themselves worse for them by, well, like, the, the, the ultimate, like, taking Skinner out of the lineup thing was mm-hmm. sort of, like, presaged a, a few times by ice time deployments and stuff. But, yeah, I think they're making it worse for themselves. So, here's the thing. They need to fire Ralph Kruger. The man doesn't fucking know what he's doing. I think you're right. Because, uh, like, I don't think he'd be like the second top. like sick boy to get fired. You know what I mean? It, like I last year, I wouldn't have said this because he's like a new coach. This is like his third year up there. But like, holy shit balls! What are you doing, bro? There's a lot of like really bad coaching in the league right now. I would put like David Quinn up there as well, and in, in New York, so in the in the tri-state up there, uh, there's a bunch of. Really sketchy. Is, is Barry Trotz the only Barry Trotz is the only good coach in New York? Yeah, I don't want to talk about Barry Trotz tonight. Yeah, it's not good. You guys want to hear? I posted it in the Discord already, but Buffalo has yet to play Boston and Pittsburgh. Wow, that's some points that that those teams are going to rack up. Yep. So here's the thing about Jeff Skinner. And even, like, I would say last year, Buffalo, as a whole, as a skill level, are not that bad a team. They are unlucky. I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I, I think they've they've got some speed options. They've got some high-end talent for now. 
they I don't think they're you're right. I don't I don't think they're a terrible team. They they have the like the potential is there. I think Ralph Kruger doesn't know what to do with it. And that's evidenced by his consistent deployment of Jeff Skinner on the fourth line. I think it's also really suspect like bringing in like top level talent like they have, you know, in a couple of cases and I think they made a mistake by getting rid of Johansson. I don't think I'm alone in that. Obviously we feel very strongly about Jeff Skinner as well, but I, I think people regularly misunderstand the value of uh, Mark Johansson. Well, yeah. and the other big thing that's laying out there is you have Jeff Skinner, you bring in Eric Stahl, and the entire hockey world goes, Eric Stahl and Jeff Skinner are reuniting again. And then you don't play them together. And the coaches know they aren't. Yeah. It'd be like, it's like, like, you know, Nick Backstrom is out injured and Obi is being centered by Kuzi, and Nick comes back and you don't ever put him back with Obi. And you're like, and you would look at your coach and you go, what the fuck are you doing? So like here's so here's the thing. Jeff Skinner is a skilled player. So you need to play Jeff Skinner with other skilled players. Jeff Skinner needs to be with a skilled center. Jeff Skinner was great in Carolina with Eric Stahl. You know whose production is way the fuck down since he got to Buffalo? Eric Stahl. I saw a graphic about it today. It's dire. That doesn't surprise me either, yeah. It's also not enough ice time. For, for Skinner, in my opinion. Well, because he's playing on the fucking fourth line. And, like, here's the thing. They keep... He was good with Johansson last season, and then they split him up. Because, I, like, some coaches do this thing where they think a player taking ice time away from a player or scratching a player will give them a quote-unquote reset and make them play better. And that is just demonstrably not true for some players. And it... it Punishment is not motivation. Positive reinforcement? Question mark. Yeah, that's hard to say. I think I think like as an organization, they're sort of lost. And but I, I think I, man, like now that Amy that was it. Who said that they haven't played a, a Boston and Pittsburgh yet? Amy, Amy, Amy. Like no. I want them to get better now because it would matter a lot in the standings. So, yeah, just throw Kruger out at, like an airlock. There's no, there's no cost to it except for like paying. You know, I don't. I doubt Kruger's got a long term contract. No. Uh, I don't know if they've had a good coach up there in forever. I mean, they have like no. Like, for who is even available to go coach yeah. up there? Bruce Boudreau? No, isn't he like doing like a junior hockey team in Hershey? He's owning it. He's not. Oh, okay. Like, coaching it. All right, Bruce. Bo- no, Bruce Boudreau is holding out for Seattle. Seattle, yeah, and he would do great in Seattle. There's also like uh, a, a lot of people that are just going to be like sitting on, like Claude Julian's unemployed. I don't think anyone wants to necessarily like hop into Buffalo right now, but um, Gerard Gallant is unemployed. Gerard Gallant. Gallant, yes, absolutely. Dude, after a, after Vegas, who wants to go to fucking Buffalo? With the Highlander rules of NHL coaches, like there actually is like a wealth of options right now, which isn't too common. It's like if you want to pull the trigger on the coach, don't don't wait. They should fire David Quinn yesterday in New York. I don't know why they would wait uh, to fire Kruger in, in Buffalo either. They should just hire the guy that was just fired in Calgary. Couldn't be worse. I, don't even, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I don't even fucking know the name of the guy that got fired in Calgary. Jeff Ward, I think. You're right. I also, like, in a very extremely political way, want to just say a big fuck you to Jamie Benn and that I take back 
every positive thing I've ever said about him, his chest, and his thighs. I've never said anything positive about Jamie Benn's chest or thighs, so I don't feel like I'm in a position to have to take back anything, but I agree with his sentiment otherwise. Jamie Benn was out on the Instagrams, apparently not knowing that we can see his Instagram likes. You fucking idiot. Viking Candace Owen posts. Like, who fucking follows Candace Owens, you fucking disgusting really garbage. To follow Candace Owens, man. One of the dimmest bulbs there are. Night talk show, so look Did out. she really? Yep. Not... Of what organization? Fox. I don't... That I don't know. Fox! Who else would give Candace Owens a fucking talk show? Fox News! I thought it would be like OAN or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Real. Breitbart. Everything I say on the internet is true now since Breitbart uh, filmed me. <laughs> Breitbart filmed me and now uh, my word is law. Anyway, so Candace Owens, who is not invited to anyone's barbecue, probably puts raisins in her potato salad. Ew. Like white lady. I don't like potato salad. Oh my god, Peter! Peter! Yeah, whatever. I like a good, like, um, like a, a pasta salad. Like a, like a, some, some pesto, and maybe like some peas in it. Okay, like if about, I'm having a about, time. What about traditional picnic macaroni salad? Oh my god, white boy. Also not that. Ugh. They got, they got white hair. Is this? Am I doing a white boy thing? Is mm-hmm. this a white boy thing? Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I'm not gonna fight it, but I mean, you are. I can make, I can. I, well, I guess there's nothing like more like suburban white boy than me. Like I can put things on a grill. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Trying to defend myself like my my backyard barbecue chops, but uh, I'm not gonna help myself out here in any way. So Does I'll it just, have uh, seasoning? Yes, of course. I season properly. <laughs> anyway, Jamie Ben's liking some transphobic shit out here on the gram, saying that, I don't know, some bullshit about biological males not competing with females and blah, 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 blah. Shut the You're fuck like up. You're classic, like, turf straw man bullshit. The, Shut the fuck up. I mean, there's, like, two, there's two sides to this, and the turf one's just exhaustingly played out and, like, self-evidently wrong, but, like, the, the, the secretness of, like, likes and how people believe that they're like you know private they're not or something like that. listen people it, it's hilarious because it, it used to be something that you could like follow relatively easy i mean like uh they still, they still are on like twitter they're easy to like discover and i like forever ago i wrote like an article about it like hey do these players know we can see this and like i think they can because like the only tweet that at the time ob had liked was his own tweet and that was a very like on-brand ob thing to do i love uh, that for him and like um not to like Call anybody out, but there is a um, a member of the, the the hockey website that I'm I'm, I'm with, who um, you know he's a, he's a young single lad and he does like back when we could discover other people's likes. He was he very much like the uh, the attractive women on Instagram likes. I could discover those pretty frequently. Um, Listen, you let him live. I also like attractive women on Instagram. <laughs> hey, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not here to judge. Uh, I'm just saying I saw. Me and the comments are the same. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the obligatory um, NHL score update in the middle of our podcast. We are halfway through the Edmonton Oilers Ottawa Senators game. Ugh. The score is 5 nothing Oilers. Oh. The shots on goal are 21 for the Oilers and 4 for the Senators. <laughs> That's ridiculous because, like, the Senators have been, like, the kiss of death to so many teams this season. But, like, 
the, the, the Oilers get to run up like a five spot on them or whatever. I feel like I feel like you have put shots on goal to win hockey games. Just saying. Mm-hmm. More than four. Well, especially when the other team's got five goals. And the Wild are um, beating the Golden Knights four to one. Good. Mm, good. Yeah. I think people scored. sleep are sleeping on the Wild. I really do. Like they'll make the playoffs. They could. They could surprise some people. Mm, I wish JoJo wasn't hurt. Upper body every day. Oh no. But Matt Zuccarello is back and he's been hot. And Kirill Kirill Kaprizov, good God, come out. He's so good. He's so good. He's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are are the Minnesota Wild fun now? They got Dollar Bill Kirill. Dude, dude, he's so fun to watch. He's fast. He's a shooter. It's great. Um, taking up fast and a shooter, the New Jersey Devils, under highlights, named Nico Heeshear captain. And under lowlights, he's now on the long-term IR. <laughs> he's like his second game as captain. He took a P.K. Subban shot to the face. His sinuses are cracked. Poor kid. It's awful. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that. It's against the Cats, too. So um, they're out on the, the power play, and PK shoots, and it gets deflected up into Nico's face, and it's not good, and there's just blood. And so now Nico is on IR because he has cracked sinuses and probably a concussion. I would say. Uh, the Caps are winning games, but at what cost? Um, I don't know what that means. You're gonna like, listen. They've been embarrassing themselves. Like they win, but like. Uh, yeah, I mean that was about as bad. Like the. Yo, last the night. Carpet, the, carpet. the Devils. The the win over the Devils was just shameful. I think they've been playing good in a lot of ways. Like these games are not perfect. Yeah, um, sometimes it's but, been like, good. That third period was just in like freaking atrocious. The game against got, like, the Flyers was good. Yes, it was a very good game. I mean, we never beat the Flyers lately. We love to embarrass ourselves against the Flyers. Cross your mouth, we play the Flyers tomorrow. Uh, we love to embarrass ourselves against the Flyers. But yeah, like last night, what the fuck happened? Uh, I, like they, it's weird. I was trying to see, like, it wasn't following their normal pattern for, like, protecting a lead. Like, they, they did do a good job of, like, well, in, in the past, they, like, really slowed down the pace of the game when protecting a lead. Which is boring and maybe not like a good idea. Protecting but. a lead, the Washington Capitals. Who's? Well, okay, trying to protect the lead is probably the better way to put it. Um, but like, the, really, even before the lead like evaporated, they were doing a terrible job protecting the net. Like, which is something that, like they, like, the Chara Schultz line had been, or pairing had been really good at, and they weren't good at it that game. So like, the Caps have the puck, you know, say like sixty percent of the time, but like in the forty percent of the time that uh, that the Devils had it, they would somehow get more dangerous chances in the cast. Well, Chris Cerullo posted a couple of screenshots that he had illustrated that at points there were just no capitals between the Devils and the net. Mm, yeah. Which is alarming. I don't know, man. The Caps, I, like, we're winning, but it's like, it's ske- it gets real sketchy sometimes. I think that they've got a really good team... Hiding. Also, I wrote this, I think, after the second Bruins game. No. The first one? 
I don't remember. We did something stupid, and I was like, I don't know how we won that game, but we did. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll get better. Who knows how long this sentence has been? It might have been. That's the first game where we won during a shootout. And when I say, when you say at what cost, I say at the cost of a fucking shootout. That might have been it. Oh yeah, I might have written it when Miranda was here. Miranda and Joanne came over and watched the game with us to play with my puppy. Oh. Like the the cost was we had to wear masks the whole game, but you know what? It was nice. Other humans. Jordan Bennington embarrassed himself, you guys, and that's under highlights. Oh yes, it is because. Oh my god, fighty McFighty Pants, who doesn't like to fight, he just punch. Stupid tantrum, baby. This was him, like, wandering around the ice looking for somebody to scrap with? Yes. Yes! So, uh, the Sharks were embarrassing the Blues, and Jordan Bennington got pulled. Jordan Bennington skates over to the bench and, like, throws a punch at one Shark, and then he throws a punch at a second Shark. Then he throws a punch at Devin Dubnik, who... Is like twice Bennington's size and takes no shit. And the refs got Bennington out of there so fast because Dubnik was like, okay, small child, do you want to go? And I probably watched that clip 40 times because I cannot imagine someone embarrassing themselves that badly except by the time Zach Sanford threw up all down himself. <laughs> It made me whip out my all my suck it gifts from when the Blues were in the final. Um, it, it's like it's I don't know. I, I I would be enjoying this a lot more if Bennington didn't win a Stanley Cup. Like he is uh, bad and he sucks as a person. And but and I I think his like um his moment uh in the sun as a goalie was uh short lived. Yeah, he's actually not that good of a goalie. He's going the way of Matt Murray. He's a well put, yes. And that like second, that um, I don't, I can't remember which one was which, but like the I think it was the second cup, the one that like Murray was backstopping most of, wasn't yeah. his doing, right? It was it was offense that got that cup one. It was basically like, in spite of Murray, I think, or maybe Murray. I can't remember. One of them was like maybe Flurry was the one that was trash in one, like and they, but they had awesome possession. Anyway, Murray, yeah, Murray's been totally uh, a dud since then, and um. Bennington hasn't been much better uh, this season. I mean, he's got like I'm sure he's got a positive record. The Blues are in a relatively weak division, but he hasn't come close to his like 2019 performance uh, since. And he never will. He never will again, and and because the the Blues just aren't that team, um, and they couldn't stay that team for more than uh, a few months, which is it was cool to watch them do it for a little bit, but it's over. So yeah, whatever. He's not the the biggest disappointment goalie in the league, at least on the ice. Uh, I think off the ice, he's probably uh, competing for it. On the ice, it's Carey Price. <laughs> I don't know. Bob might be right behind Oh, my God. Bob is always... Oh, yeah, I forgot about Bob. Bob is what Bob is. Bob just be like that, yo. Bob costs, like, like if you... I've, I've been, like, harping on this forever, and I'll just, like, you know, get it out really quick, but, like, Obrovsky screwed up the free agent market for Goldie so bad by being such a dud on that, like, $10 million deal. Like, Braden Holpe, like, if you think about like, the, the, the things that had to happen in a certain order for Braden Holpe to have to get stuck with, like, a small contract for a couple of years in Vancouver, rather than being, like... pandemic, <laughs> though. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of things that sabotaged him. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. I actually didn't write anything down for Twilight, but... 
you did mention the Tom Wilson Rolly thing, so. I mean, that is a highlight. It not? was. I forgot about it. Definitely. Oh, In all the Tom Wilson controversy. I had to find one positive Tom Wilson and thing, and true. that is definitely. The, the Capitals released a video of Tom Wilson on, like, a Rolly stretcher thing. Like, what the fuck even is that? I don't know. It's a Rolly stretcher. I actually have one. Um, I have some flexibility issues. Uh, my flexibility issues are not as attractive as Tom's. <laughs> I am I'm quite interested in both the evolution of um, the Capitals Twitter account, which is probably too much of a of an aside for tonight. But the bigger thing I want to hit is the the bringing of like the K-pop style fan cam to NHL content, which is uh it's good. I mean, over like overall, it's good. Like objectively, it's good. It's I don't know, but, Peter. What Russian machine never breaks needs is you using your roly stretchy thing. Yeah, it does not. It needs me to do it because I am very sore. Listen, all, all I, I'm going to say is I don't know who took over running the Cats social media this season, but they are much better than what we've had in the past. They are doing an A-plus job compared to what we've yeah what we've had in the past. Fair enough. And now we expect video keep moving as well as Shucky didn't. That is I'll correct. do it. It'll be embarrassing. Oh my God. We'll have like some will, pathetic music in the will, background, like a poker. Will you wear your jorts? Uh, <laughs> it's almost George season. Thank you. I was packing up. Of, of, oh, I'm sorry, pup. Henry, um, yeah, Melanie came in the room and then left, and now Henry's pissed. <laughs> packing up the other day. Uh, uh, and I, I saw my jorts, and they gave me a big smile. And yeah, it's um, that your plus my current smile. Don't yours, Amy? Uh, and no, they gave me a big smile, and yeah. uh, it, yeah. it is it is indeed George season, and I'm I'm excited to to get in the game. Yeah, you could have worn George today; it was super nice out. Was. And then we'll get into our listener questions uh, from JG. If Jordan Bennington was so mad that he got pulled because the Sharks players were scoring, i.e., doing their jobs, should he not have punched himself in the face first and hardest for not doing his own? Can't argue with that. One. <laughs> I don't think that's a real question. But <laughs> I respect it. It was good. Look, if players can give themselves high fives when nobody else on the bench will, they should be able to punch themselves in the face. Nah. Um, I just will throw out my only frame of reference here, which is when Alexander Semin had like a gold medallion in like an IIHF game around his neck, and he had it over his jersey, and he took his jersey off too fast and gave himself a bloody nose because he popped himself in the face with it. <laughs> so beautiful. Boys are stupid. Hockey boys especially. No offense. But like, Dougie Hamilton's not, but the rest of them are. That's true. Okay. Wait, no, didn't, well, didn't like Brady Shea go to Harvard? Yeah, I think he did. But that doesn't mean anything. A lot of them go to like, Princeton, too. Like, Princeton's a good hockey uh... That doesn't mean anything. From Micah, uh, well, now I want to know what other basic hockey skills these morons have never been coached in. This is all obviously referring to Kuzi never having learned how to take face-offs. Oh, I was thinking about Jamie Benn and oral sex, but okay. Basic hockey skills! Oh, hockey skills. I, I should have read more closely. Sorry. 
Listen, that would be a very interesting hockey skill. Do you remember, like, the first episode of You Can't Do That, where they talked about some hockey player that didn't, like, that was, like, buying new t-shirts because he would stay in, like, his white t-shirts and didn't know what a Tide pen was, and it was sucking Andre Burakovsky? This is not that. That was me when I was 13, by the way. I just had, like, a stack of, of white t-shirts because I could keep them clean, and I wasn't good enough to clean them, so I was... I was I was hockey player smart when I was thirteen. Yeah, well, Andre Burakovsky was twenty, and Andre Burakovsky is perpetually thirteen, and I will not believe otherwise. Fair. Um, <laughs> what other basic hockey skills? Well, counting to five. That well, yeah, you can't really coach that though. <laughs> that is what teachers are for. I know, bold of me to assume any of them went to school. From Elizabeth, when are the Sabers getting a new coach? Immediately. Yesterday. It's our, it's our shared opinion that, like, there's no reason not to do it right now. From Elizabeth, why was Mike Babcock on my TV this week? It should have been Sharpie. Uh, agree. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know why, like, old hockey men love old hockey men. And I, like, is he the new Don Cherry? Like, what the fuck? We don't need a new Don Cherry. Yeah, I like. Um, I think people look back at the um, who was like the guy on like Hockey Night in Canada. It was like the Rock uh, dude uh, a couple years ago. He's got a cool last name, but he had like a short like run on Hockey Night in Canada and trying to make it like younger and hipper, and it was a disaster. Or like they didn't even really give it a chance. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, let's just go with what works. And that's sort of like the attitude that people have about hockey. They're just terribly afraid of change in a way that every other sport's it's not. It's so detrimental to like. Please like my sport. Meanwhile, we're in the Discord trying to get people who literally join the Discord just to chat about K-pop with us. Like, please like my sport. Here's some ass. <laughs> they don't care about the hockey at all. Uh, one of our buds joined to hang out with us for K-pop stuff, and she doesn't care about hockey, but we're working on it. We're working on it. It's good. I, 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 you know, I'm like a, a big music fan, and I don't know enough about K-pop. Um, so. Well, I, I um, could say it was just some Blackpink, and I, I. I was to be some BTS too, but I need to learn a little lot more. Listen, Blackpink, but no, not going there. Not your thing. Never mind. Um, they have a song that I like, but generally my opinion of Blackpink is that most of their music sounds like the same song. Like they're just making the same song over and over and over until they're making like the same five songs bolted into one, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, until they put out Love Sick Girls, which is a banger. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> From my, which capital would definitely explore the hidden apartment behind a bathroom mirror? <laughs> no, I understand this reference. You know about this, right? Yeah, it was great. Uh, uh, that's such a good question. We discussed in the Discord a little bit, and I think we came up with, or, or at least I remember us coming up with little Jack Bob Jacob Brana. Yeah, I like, Charles too big to fit through the hole in the wall. I think Jacob definitely has that sort of, like, sense of adventure. But I wouldn't, I mean, like, really most of those Russians are either wild enough or just make bad decisions enough to do it. Um, so those are, answers are too cheap. Tom wouldn't do it. Oh, she would absolutely do it. 100%. Kool-Aid fans through that wall. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got the frat energy that would be like, yeah, let's have it. Let's do some urban exploring. Um, Hathaway endowed. Oh, yes. Okay, so it turns out that everyone would do it, and I would do it too. It looked awesome. No, you know who, I, and I, I said this in the, I said this in the Discord. The one who wouldn't do it is Siegenthaler. That's why he doesn't get any ice time, because he's he doesn't have the same uh, uh, 
Vegan Dollar. Don't make hair at. Vegan Dollar can't do that. He's not white. True. Okay. Yes. You got a point there. <laughs> That's not safe. Dumb white boys can do that all day long. Vegan Dollar's got to be like, nope. I gotta leave. We gotta move. I mean, to be honest, that'd be me. You gotta leave. You gotta move. Yeah. Listen, dude. I'm not going through the hole. I mean, yeah, I'd take a flashlight to, to what was behind there, but yeah, no, I'm not going Once through. I find the hole, I'm leaving my apartment. Like, A, I'm having Melanie call the landlord because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm definitely going through the hole. Buddy. B, I'm going to find out. Like, like I'm not going through the hole because I'm fat and I'm, out, and I'm, like, not flexible. So I'm not going through the hole. But, like, I'm going to go try and figure out, like, like what's on the other side. Like, there's got to be a door that goes into that apartment, right? Unless it's all just built over. That's fucking whack! How do you not know there's, like, a whole fucking apartment on the other side, dude? Uh, from JG, how about those Penn social media people, huh? I haven't seen that. What, what happened when they did? Uh, they photoshopped masks on the fans. And the oh, other. yeah. Ah, that was great. Oops. Uh, and then I got in the oh, and here's, here's my thing about that. Again, I'm being a little contrarian tonight. But, like, they had an out in saying, you know, maybe somebody was having something to eat or drinking a beer, which would be a reason why their mask would be off. I'll just say that uh, I think that their, like, apology was the worst part of it. Like, oh, yeah. The fact that, like, they're like, oh, yep, some of our, like, like, junior social media people didn't have the proper level of oversight. You know that's not it. Like, you know it's somebody, like, some junior person's covering for their boss who, you know, like, gave this order sort of, like, blithely. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, the kids are smarter than the adults are in these cases here. Like, they know what you can get away with and what you can't get away with, and, and they, they, they majorly get Yeah, there's like some higher-up who thought people wouldn't notice and gave the order, and some social media intern had to do it, and then they got in trouble and had to take the, the fall for it. Mm-hmm. From JG, will OB re-sign? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll be for a lot of money, and it may not be, like, it may not make, like, a ton of, like, on-ice sense, but yes, he's gonna resign. Uh, and... It'd be for a lot of money. And some people are going to be like, oh, he shouldn't. He should leave. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they've got a point. I don't know. But uh, I have definitely uh, seen the speculation that he'll retire earlier than he otherwise would have because of the pandemic. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think they could do that speculation. But I guess what I would, would counter that with is that he's chasing a, a, a very, 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 very big record that mm-hmm. would that will keep him going, will keep the Caps going, will keep the NHL going, will keep American hockey going. For a long time. And there's a lot of money and fans to be made out of that chase. So um, there's, I think we'll keep doing that. So one little note about Ovi that I wanted to bring up. Our friends over at the Steve Dangle podcast. They're not our friends. No. Well, our, the people Sorry. over at the Steve Dangle podcast mentioned this the other day. That they have some suspicions that maybe, you know, they, they've... They've noticed that Ovi's been a, a little more gruff this season than normal. And maybe he's still salty about the COVID suspension. I don't believe. I didn't see what they saw. Like, I, I, I saw that, like, six or seven minute clip. And that was, like, one of, like, five points that I disagreed with in that, that short period amount of time. You know, if Ovi's salty about anything, it's about Nastya not being over here and him not getting laid. <laughs> I yeah, think sure. that has more to do with it than the other. Obi loves to fuck. I'm just bringing it up for a topic mm-hmm. of discussion. 
I was hoping one of you would say that. <laughs> You're welcome. Obi wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the title of this episode. Uh, yeah, it's going to be harder for me to promote that. Yeah. Uh, just give, I, can't, I can't put swear words in, in the fucking Just say title. Obi wants to smash, and I'll use that. I We said something earlier that was actually really good that I thought about using, and now I've forgotten what it was, but I'll hear it tomorrow when I edit Jerome Renee, why do hockey men go for the eye for an eye strategy when a player on their preferred team gets injured? Two wrongs don't make a right. Neither that, that so the Rex Talionis, the uh, the code of the talent, the lot of the talent that that um, it was like cited in like Hammurabi, Hammurabi's code was the way to like okay, say what, what it's like a way to say what like the the limits of revenge are. Like it wasn't saying like you should do this. It's saying like. Like your your vengeance quest should not exceed an eye for an eye because obviously that's that's irrational. Yeah. Like you know we have this like delusion that we've like come somewhere as like a society as like our like moral like centers have changed over decades and centuries and I don't think that's the case. Uh, and uh, whatever. This, um, this question came up. This is reference to a tweet from whatever that Boston reporter whose name I can't remember who said after the Tom Wilson hit, that they should just headhunt the capital? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, that, yeah, uh, is it KPD, uh, Kevin Paul DuPont. Um, yeah, I'm sure that was what that, yeah. that's what she's referring to. It is. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. That came up because he said they should headhunt, uh, I believe, Kuznetsov or Verona. Eller. Eller. It was Eller or Verona. Uh, it wasn't Kuznetsov. Oh, what, Eller, though? Thank you for recognizing our, our, our big dame, our great dame. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're gonna get weird about it. Wait, let's do the last hockey one. We were weird already. Let's do the last hockey one before we get into the real fucking weird one. From Elizabeth, it's gonna have to come up. Is Sammy just not good? And then Faye had a follow up. Are we ever gonna know if it's a skill issue or an injury slash COVID related decline? You'll never. You can't separate the two these days. But I don't think we know yet. I think he had a good game until he had a terrible game uh, against the Devils. Well, and what I said in the Discord, and I'll stand by it, is. The most accurate thing I could say right now is that he's consistently inconsistent. I and I don't I I don't know how to be objective about it because I'm so irritated with him by his fucking ATV accident thing. Yeah, that plus what what happened in the stupid um, um, hotel room, which I thought was dumb and reckless and and thinking they're an exception to a rule. And. Also, part of it is me being willing to die for Vitek Vanacek. Yeah, I like him a bunch. He's the he's the deuce of the team. He's just happy to be there. I do. Um, I do think he's be- I think he's better than Samsonov. Uh, I think that there's 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 evidence for that, and I think um, there isn't there wasn't a ton of evidence that like uh, Samsonov like Samsonov I, at this point like Vanacek is only like in his whole career is only maybe like I don't know three or four games less of like shots faced. Like people don't really know, you know, who he is yet. Uh, yeah. nor do they know who like, um, um, Samsonov is. So I, I would say there's a better than even chance that, that Vanacek's the better goalie. Uh, so, that's, that's probably close. I mean, so tangent question, which I've seen come up a number of times of late out there in the hockey Twitter reporter verse trade deadlines coming up. We got Anderson. If we're looking at making a playoff run, do we think about another veteran goal? Yeah, uh, I think they do, and there's yeah, a good reason for it. Uh, well, who's, it depends on who's selling. I don't know what the options are. 
you definitely don't want to spend your money on term for like a deadline pick of goalie. But I think that the Washington Capitals are an attractive place for one of these people to land um, because they have, I know this is a, a controversial thing to say, but I think they've got a relatively good defense this year. Like the, the workload that, uh, that Vanacek and Samsonov are facing now is way easier than will be faced over the last couple of years. Here's a question. Um, so, Just a thought. Sorry? If you're thinking about what's available and how much Vancouver are sucking. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that one too. What? What have they got in the pipeline? They don't want to expose Demko though. That's so true. they, they would, would have keep to do something else. They would keep Holtby. Well, like, could we get yeah. Holtby? Mm-hmm. But if Holtby is signed, does that cut, does like, because Holtby's contract is up in, uh, on. Next year. Yeah. So they're, they're covered. They can use, they want, they're, they're going to keep him, I think, through the draft. It would be, it'd be awesome to bring Holtby home, I think. And I think it would give him a much better launching pad to his next contract, but I'm, I'm. That would, that would be the fucking, that's the fucking pipe dream that I have every year about Marcus Johansson, too, so. <laughs> he'd be great. If he were healthy, he'd be a good pickup, too. He's never healthy. I don't, and I don't understand because he was always healthy when he played here. Except for that massive concussion. Yeah. That was Obi's fault. Was it? Yeah. I don't even remember. Obi clocked him in, in practice. Damn, I, I didn't remember yeah. that. That's, that's... Alright. From Sarah. Who is in the whale moan room? Who splits? I don't know. Who splinters off because they think the whale moan room is wrong about whale moans? Who's just trying to mind their own business and is off making turtle sex sounds? So, is it okay that I'm just totally lost? I'm going to explain it. <laughs> yes, please. I was just going to say, Julie, please explain the whale room. I mean, I know it, but you're getting it. <sighs> so, there's this app called Clubhouse on oh, iPhone. God. And in the... This was a thread on Twitter. In, on Clubhouse, there's a whale known room. And Clubhouse is a audio-only social media, like, thing, and you can, like, go in these rooms and, like, talk about different things. So, basically, the whale moan room is a room on Clubhouse where everyone just moans like whales. Oh, I like that. So, which Capitals player <laughs> is going to be in the whale moan room? Yes. And so, the story, the whole Twitter story, is that there was a massive fight from someone claiming that he started the original whale moan room, and a thousand people are having a moan-off to settle it. Um, some folks, some folks in the whale moan room got pissed off and left the room to start slash join one called Can You Sound Like a Cat in Heat, which there's almost 2,000 people in and they're all trying to sound like a cat in heat. And, and there's nothing else happening in this voice chat. It's just them making this noise. Yes. So Excellent. that got too much for some people and they moved into an ASMR, ASMR room to listen to a thousand plus people eating ice cubes at the same time to calm down. Uh, the whale moan room then started a whole new room. All we're saying is we want an apology. You guys knew about the whale moaning room, and we confronted you. You guys gasped with us. I understand, and if it helps, I did not moan in that room. Wait a minute. Are you mocking us? This room is so privileged. That's what it is. <gasps> not to step on anyone's toes here, but this is kind of like trolling. I mean, it's definitely a microaggression. Uh, there is a room called Ghost Noises. People are describing their experiences with supernatural forces and making noises to explain what they've heard, so experts can tell you if it was really a ghost or not. Um, entered an experts? Entered an elephant moan room, expecting, you know, but they're discussing financial literacy. Very disappointed. False alarm. That was a quick regression. They're moaning like elephants, all right, and exchanging feedback. Some of the feedback was, "That sounds like a turtle." If I'm being honest. 
This room is deeply political as an offshoot of the whale moan room by people upset by the infighting. So um, that's the rundown of the whale moan room. So which capitals are in the whale moan room? Koozie's definitely there. <laughs> or did Koozie split her off and went to the turtle? Orlov's in turtle sex. So. Um, no. But like former I mean, capital and turtle dad Braden Holby is in turtle sex. Yep. 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 Um. He might. Lars Eller is in <laughs> the turtle sex room. No, it's not turtle sex. It's something else. Elef- it's the elephant moan room talking about financial literacy. So yeah. so here's the thing that I've been oops, I I I kind of got served on this because I said. That like Lars Eller is a you know sexless husk somewhere. You know how I get I get sometimes. And I think I was wrong about it, and by extension, all Danish people. And like so I didn't realize that like um Mads Mikkelsen is Danish. Yeah. And uh, Aragorn is Danish. Oh yeah. So I don't think that we should um we should we don't we don't know what kind of, how, how Lars will get down. Maybe right, he him. Okay. I'm not like Taught people about the stock market. Though. Listen, I'm not saying that he's a sexless husk. I'm saying that he likes to talk about finance. <laughs> okay. I'm, make, okay. I'm making a very specific Lars Eller joke about that Financial Times reading bitch. I want. Okay, yeah, and that's that's so boring. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want Lars Eller. Like, if I if I I want Lars Eller to explain stocks to me, like maybe in an Asmar way. I'm never calling it ASMR. That's too many syllables. Sucks to your ASMR. ASMR as your Lord of Flies. Yeah, that's definitely a reference we all remember. Sucks to your ass. I don't remember William Golding, but I don't remember. Because there's two people who's like two kids whose names are combined? No. Somebody actually has, I think it's Piggy who has. Somebody has asthma. Oh, that's right. Okay. But it's, okay, so I I just thought the wrong one. That's great. Okay. Jesus, Peter, you call it. Why do we always talk about stupid literature on this podcast? Because we're English majors, Peter. That's right. It's the English major hour with Pucker Up podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is is Obi in the in the whale moan room, or is Obi like starting an offshoot that's like the sheep moan room? Yeah, he he'll he's the whale moan room is too normy for him. Wait. Can they whale moan to like the tune of my neck, my back? Does that? <laughs> I, I think you can whale moan to anything. You really I'm... missed out. Like, listen, we accidentally every once in a while the K-pop channel just got a hand, and um, there were video, like videos of of Orlov dancing to my neck, my back, posted in the K-pop channel. Because, like I said, every once in a while, it gets wildly off-topic in there. For real. And, because we're trying to get Tay into, uh, hockey ass. And I don't even, like, and then there's just endless photos of ass. Not to be confused with Asmar. Not to be confused with Asmar. Of, of, like, K-pop ass? No! Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in that particular channel. I gotta be hockey, honest. Hockey, it's hockey. No, we like, I don't recently, like once a week, it just it's like two hours of nonstop like my sports. 
<laughs> like, look at this dude. Look how hot he is. Look at his ass. Put that out in the public on, on, on the other channels. Where they belong. Like, in the sidelights. No. Although I did, I did bring to you the, yes, you the grinder, grinder getting thirsty over Wanho from Monster X. Sometimes things need to leak out of the K-pop channel. Yes. I'm saying, those th- if those things involve acid. <laughs> anyway, we're all in the whale bone room. Apparently. I'm trying yeah, to, I'm renaming Stylites in the whale room. So, Pete. I mean, before- my question is, how can the Vancouver Canucks use the whale bone room to their advantage? Oh, my God. Uh, whatever they're doing, uh, wh- like whatever, they're, however they're spending their time practicing their defense, they should just spend it in the whale moan room instead because whatever they're doing is not yeah. working. Their defense is bad, which is wild because they have good defensemen, but they're I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not like I wasn't like a Toffoli fan, but yeah, I think they're they're definitely like falling back, and I think the problem doesn't it's not necessarily like on their blue line where it's starting. Uh, although I haven't gone done like a deep read, even though I'm now a Vancouver um, blogger. Uh, I, I haven't gone deep into the weeds about it yet. Peter? Did I lose you with my boring uh, Vancouver chat? No, 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 no. I was just, I was, I was trying to think. You know, sometimes... I'm, about Vancouver? Don't, don't do that. No, 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 Peter, uh, before we wrap up here, before we shuffle off the mortal coil... That's a reference to literature. I would never. You have a new album out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I made a record, uh, a really bummer-ass record that's the opposite of the vibe I've been throwing out tonight uh, called, um, I don't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, Speritas, uh, which is like Latin for like struggling. And it's uh, it's your typical progressive metal jazz punk rap record. So, you know, all, all normal things that people get into. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and... It's on all the streaming platforms under the uh, artist name Late Night Delivery, which is a metal collaborative pair with some uh, old uh, friends of mine that we make music remotely with each other. It's okay. It's not great. It means a lot to me. You don't, don't hey, listen. Don't say it's okay. It's not great about your own music. Talk yourself up. A little. Hype yourself up. You I think it does some really interesting musical stuff. And, um, like, you know, it's it's my style of writing on it. Which means like it goes from like really high pollutant to not at all pollutant at all, um, <laughs> in different parts. So, um, and I think it, it definitely like sticks to a theme in a very particular way that, uh, I think is meaningful and resonant to our current historical moment. At least that's, you know, where I'm at with it. Um, I, I would leave to other people to do. I just got a saxophone solo. Always good. So, yeah. Saxophone. <laughs> yeah. So. What you can do, so you can go on. Where can people listen to you? Spotify? Oh, it's really easy. Um, late night dot delivery. It's on all the streaming platforms, but you can get all the links to them right there at late night dot delivery. And then you can get us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at Pucker Up Hockey, where you can get the link to our Discord. And you can visit us, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Peter. We really appreciate it. It's always good hanging out. Uh, I love you both very much. Uh, tell your dogs I said hi. They we love you. they also say hi. Come visit. <laughs> Great. And as always, 
Thanks for listening. Bye.